Yay. Love the little robot voice. I know. Every Siri took over the world. All right. And we'll just <laughs> we'll just capture them both and see what happens. Why isn't that that is so sweet? Weird. Okay. I bet I know what to do with that. Um, yeah, so there's uh there's really no other thing to do than get started. So Katie, sweet. welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Shall much. Shall we digress? Yeah. Um, so I just want to say real quick introduction. Um, you know, I stumbled into you through a couple of uh, avenues. One, uh, obviously, Star Trek is a uh, huge connection. Uh, but the the other thing was um, of notoriety. Uh, as the meteorologist who took the time to point out that maybe you shouldn't eat icicles off the roof because of bird poop. Oh, uh, yes. Those, those <laughs> seem to be my two most popular topics. <laughs> Well, you know, it's one of those things that when you kind of think about it, you're like, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to not eat uh, the bird poop uh, icicles off the roof. So, you know, I you got a lot of flack for that, didn't you? you know, push oh, back. my gosh. Yes. People are like, I did it and I'm fine. It made me immune to coronavirus and all this funny stuff. I'm oh, just wow. Like, yeah. Mm, well, I mean, okay, that's bird a new poop one. Aside, well, exactly. It was like the bird poop. It's such a minute portion of it. It wouldn't actually cause harm. It's just kind of gross. But there's yeah, exactly. also roofing material and asbestos and tar and all this other stuff. And people are like, it's fine. And I'm just sitting here like, is okay. it? Is it though? You know, <laughs> you do you, but here's some information. But you don't know what's in that vaccine. So it's not safe. Exactly. It's like, you know, you think icicle, I wouldn't trust anything that comes from an icicle <laughs> right right not off my roof buddy not off my roof i've seen what's up there <laughs> well that's that is one thing that is you know and that's obviously um a lot of uh, that's something i have some fun with but uh a little bit about star trek real quick and then we'll get into to, to who you are as a person but um what brought you to star trek how long have you been a, a trekkie trekker yeah. trek fan no, I got into Star Trek when I was in middle school and, you know, it was a really rough point in my life. I was like a bullied to the point where I was afraid to leave my house and I hated it. And I just wasn't thinking, for lack of a better term, logically, you know, letting anxiety rule your life. And right. just one night I was walking through my parents' room. My dad was watching Star Trek. And it, of all the episodes to get started on, Gambit Part 2 from The Next Generation, <laughs> I that's what got me. And I was like, who's this Jean-Luc guy? What's this Riker dude? And I thought it was really cool. And I, I specifically remember telling my mom, we were at the car dealership the next day. I was like, I like this. And that started an obsession. Oh, that's uh, awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I spent most of my middle school and high school watching the entire series. And now I've caught up, which is awesome. But yeah, I just, it, it helped me better process my anxiety and get me back to the vibrant life that I love. That's awesome. And, and, you know, I've heard that so many times and you know if you're if you're involved on uh trek twitter um, a lot you'll you'll see these stories as well of people who lean on trek as their security blanket um we use it to uh you know it's our go-to back back to uh, uh, that comfort spot now i imagine that i have some vintage on on yourself uh, a little bit so i've been <laughs> I've been a Trekkie, you know, I remember I was 12 when, when Next Generation debuted. So, you know, I, I was uh, not necessarily front door, but um, Trek is only like, uh, I don't know, nine years older than me. So I've got a lot of it in there, you know, um, yeah. but I have, uh, I have enjoyed it all. Right. Um, and 
there's bits and pieces of this and that, like, you know, uh, I was watching last evening or have been watching the original series just kind of as the thing that's, you know, ADHD over here on the side while I do other stuff. And it rolled <laughs> over, it. <laughs> it rolled over into the next generation, which was probably what I was going to go with anyway. Um, but, but it, you know, I wasn't paying very close attention and it rolled into Code of Honor, which is usually a skip for me these days. Um, you know, I saw it live. I don't have to relive that. Uh, but I went ahead, <laughs> you know, I went ahead and took the time to kind of watch it just to remind myself, you know, you got to remember why, where we make, Trek makes mistakes to understand where it gets good. Um, but there are some, I, I realized that even in those lesser uh, overall, you know, valuable episodes, there are nuggets of goodness in there. And, and it's just a reminder that, you know, um, you don't have to enjoy it at all, but it's, uh, aren't we blessed to have so much of it? Exactly. Yeah. No, cause I grew up basically, I was born in 96. So when I was old enough to know even what Trek was, Enterprise was off the air. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, my, my coming of Star Trek age was before the JJ verse. So I grew up in a Star Trek drought when people were wondering, is the franchise dead? Yeah, or we even going to have more. Exactly. And now to see the 20 some odd weeks of Trek that we have back to back to back this year mm-hmm. with Prodigy, Strange New Worlds, Discovery, Lower Decks, we have all of this content, Picard. I mean, that's five shows. That's more yep. than the, the original grouping. Yep. And it just, oh, <laughs> it's wild. Absolutely wild. Well, and, you know, uh, as you noted, the 51 out of the 52 weeks this year have new Trek and there are several weeks with overlap. And that hasn't happened since the mid 90s. Uh, you were either overlapping DS9 with Voyager for a minute and then Voyager. Um, oh, wait, no. And, and TNG and DS9. But, uh, you know, Voyager ended, then Enterprise began. And then, as you said, we had the drought. Um, and this is the most prolific time of Trek uh, ever. And. I, I, I can't be more here for it. Um, you know, I have expected to not like just, you know, by, by statistical certainty, not like all of this that's come, but you know, once I got over the, this is and that says, it's all the good stuff. It's all, it's all still Trek, you know, they're still doing the, they're still doing exactly. the good work. And like, what I think is the greatest thing about it is we have so much content now. If you don't like a series, you don't have to watch it. And that's the great thing is like yep. you pick and choose which Star Trek you like and nothing's going to invalidate that in your mind. So just watch what you like. <laughs> 800 hours of content is is overwhelming, even if you watched it all. Um, oh, yeah. All, along the way, you know, like I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to absorb the vast majority of this piecemeal over my lifetime. <laughs> I couldn't imagine coming to the franchise as a fresh, fresh set of eyes. Uh, on this and where do you start I mean <clears throat> and you it's know insane. it is insane and I get let me get your opinion on this real quick um, you know there's always the question uh, oh I've got this friend or this family member etc and so on that I want to introduce to Star Trek um, and of course everyone has their opinion either what show you start with or which episode you start with and I kind of came to this realization that you know there is enough Trek now as you pointed out that there, uh, there are several genre-specific episodes. You know, you can put together a couple gangster episodes, a couple Western episodes, et cetera, and so on. Talk to the potential target and ask them what their interests are. You got some horror, you got some comedy. But what interests them? What would you like to watch 
because I can find some Star Trek that will show you that, right? You want to watch exactly. the Beastie Boys save the universe? I got you, B. We can do this. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. but I mean, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it really depends on what the person's niche is. Because yeah. if if you have someone who say likes horror and like jump scares and just terror in general, do something with the Borg. Like mm-hmm. show them something fun like that. If you have someone who gets, I'd say, easily overwhelmed with canonical information, start out with Voyager because they're removed from the canon practically Basically, until they reconnect yeah. with, the, with, the, with the Federation. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about the interpolitical workings of the Federation and Voyager, at least for the first few seasons, because they're just off doing space things. Like, and for my brother, he likes the humorous side. He likes old cheesy sci-fi. And I'm like, <laughs> original series. Let me and get you. he yeah. likes it. <laughs> exactly. So it's really, it's just how much the person wants to take in as well as what their personality is like. What I love um, uh, going back about, uh, you know, one of the things that stood out to me about the original series, especially uh, as you get into season three, they, you know, season three of, of TOS gets a lot of gruff for being out there, but boy, they were really trying to be Star Trek. You know, they oh, yeah. were as, as goofy as it was, they were trying to push it to something, um, you know, within itself. But I realized that, um, you know, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of Star Trek for the sake of the viewer in Star Trek. Um, you know, uh, even even uh, especially watching the pilots or these shows that are meant to bring in a viewer um, and, you know, all of these things that would be just kind of like, oh, of course. Uh, for us now, you know, like data exposition. Oh, I'm a this and a that with these and those. And it's like, it's also presumptive now um, or something that, something that, you know, presumably the Federation would know about one of its member species like Vulcans. Seemed to be a lot of, a lot of lack of knowledge in Dr. McCoy's repertoire regarding Vulcan physiology, although they've Mm -hmm. been there a hundred years, but all of that was for us right? The audience. It's not for Dr. McCoy. It's not exactly. for Kirk. It's for us as the audience. And uh, some of that stuff um, is a lot more ham-fisted in the older, <laughs> the older scenes. Oh, definitely. It's like they basically do the old meet and greet that you have in high, in high school. It's like, okay, let's go around the room and say one fun thing about ourselves. And they, they just do that in Star Trek fashion. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So real quick then, do you have a favorite series? I know it's hard. Yeah, I do. And I shouldn't, but I do. Uh, I love Voyager so yeah, much. Yeah, I yeah. love um, pretty much every character on that show. I totally resonate with in one person, in one way of my personality or another. Yep. And Kate Mulgrew. Oh my gosh. I'm a Mulgrew, so, yeah. baby. Oh my goodness. Huh. Oh, that's Ooh, my point. I'm going wait. to Star Trek Las Vegas this year because she's going to be there. And I I'm wanted going to, to meet Mission her. Chicago. So nice. I yeah, might yeah. swing by there. We'll Is see that if close I to home off. for you? Yeah, I'm from Michigan. Oh, so right on, right that's, on. Yeah, I'm that's away not too from far around. Siouxland yeah. East. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I fortunately have the 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 hardest part of uh, getting there is covered, and that is uh, a place to stay. My brother-in-law and his partner live there, so uh, nice. you know, I got yeah. I, that I'll shoot my 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 uh, his partner Marvin. They make he that man can cook. He likes yeah. to cook for family. And so nice. like room and board is set and I'll just ride the train into town and not sweat it. You know, there you I'm go. South shoreline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, man, um, I've got a good friend who's about to, who's actually, uh, she's going on the cruise, um, nice. as, as attendant to chase, 
Masterson. Oh so, my god! Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've had uh, the chance to like check out any of the other uh, episodes of this show. That's totally fine or yeah. not. But uh, huh? I was, I was uh, having that friend, that particular friend, on a couple episodes back, like on again, and um, she excuses herself in the moment. She's like, oh, "Hold on, I just need to check with this real quick." And she's like, "Chase is texting me," you know, like, like you do. Yeah, you right? know, <laughs> like everyone do. does. And uh, and then I was like, "Oh, that's fine," you know, you know, I I edit, it's fine. Um, and she yeah. goes, "Oh, hold on a second. Um, is there any way we can get Chase on the show?" Like. Dude. I- in the moment right yeah so i uh, you know oh yeah mm-hmm, yeah real yeah we can it's fine it's fine um yeah so that happened <laughs> no chase i i love chase just such oh, a yeah. great person yep. and i accidentally won a date with her um <laughs> so cool. star trek convention <laughs> you know i literally i was in college and i saw star trek chicago was a thing back in like 2016 yeah. I was like hey dad you're in michigan it's a sort of short drive you want to go have a fun weekend with me so we went to star trek chicago back when it was more of a common thing and we literally walked in my first convention no clue what even a convention was and we walk into the hall and they're like all right yeah raise your hands we want anybody we want everybody raise your hands if you want to come up on stage and participate and i've distinctly remember looking at my dad and saying well, what's the worst that could happen <laughs> and they're like and they, they see me and they're like yeah yeah we want everyone no matter what men women whatever you identify as come on up and i'm like what does that mean? Uh-oh. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. that's an odd thing to point out. And <laughs> I get up there, there's like seven dudes, myself, and then another lady. I'm like, okay, this is this is interesting. And Chase walks out. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And they're like, all right, we're going to do the version of the dating game. And she's going to turn around and you're going to try to pitch yourself to her to win a date. I'm like, <laughs> And I'm like, this is coming from a person who does not date well. Like, I'm like, you know what? If I stumble upon a person in my dreams, fine. I'm not going to go hunting. And literally, I'm just, I'm sitting here. And I don't know if my dad could see me in the audience. He was still in the back of the room. And I just go, mm. uh, and people could see the terror. I'm just like, okay, how can I swing this? How can I swing this? How can I swing this? And if I get up to the mic. I'm like, hi, um, I'm not necessarily looking for a date. I'm looking for a wing woman uh, to go out on the town. Maybe we can find some nice Bajorans, get some drinks blah 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 you know hang out with dr bashir because i was a huge bashir fan still am and oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, i mean these these people who were pitching themselves bless their souls they were not doing a good job <laughs> one of them was like oh yeah i clean plug toilets i'm like ah <sighs> <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly like, inhale exhale and then we get to the end and she's just like all right i think i'm gonna go with number eight katie and i'm just sitting here i'm like oh Frick no. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walk up and she she puts her arm around me. I wish my dad didn't have a phone at the time to take oh, pictures. Yeah. Yeah. But she put her arm around me and she whispers in my ear, let's go get us some Bashirs. I'm like, <laughs> ah! Oh my god. <laughs> and she's amazing. That's just, you know, from the from the the wonderful brief time I got to spend with her uh on the show for just a second. Um uh, and talk about the pop hero, uh, the pop culture hero coalition, which is an excellent uh, yes, charity yeah. to take a look into. Um, she's just so genuine and honest and, mm-hmm. and enthusiastic, um, especially considering, uh, you know, if you know her story um, and the mm-hmm. fact that she continues to make herself available is just um, it's great. But, the, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, kind of similar to that story when uh, when she was coming on, you know, 
Some folks are, some folks are video, some folks aren't, you know, um, yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes I'll use it for YouTube. Sometimes I won't, but she was like, I didn't realize it was going to be video. And I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, she's like, I didn't put on any makeup. And, and uh, my friend and I were all like, well, neither did we. So, you know, she graciously you came on. Yeah. She graciously came on. <laughs> I told her though, kind of similar to how you, how you won your date. I was like, look, I've seen you uh in makeup on tv i don't i know that character i don't yeah. know you it's fine you know and exactly. remind yeah i like remind her that i see her as a human being and not a character that she plays you know she's exactly. she's, she's just a person with a different job than me um, yeah we're just happy to i think it's cooler but, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah. you know so well that's that is see and that's that's the point of the show you know, you and I didn't know that we had that connection. And now we have that connection, right? Exactly. Basically, both are on a tangent. date with Chase Masterson is all it really is. Exactly. <laughs> and down the shears. <laughs> it's amazing. To this, I have, I have like the little certificate that says you won the dating game. And it's up oh, on yeah. my, no, that's, my wall in my house. That's going, that's going, uh, that's going with you to the, uh, to the afterlife for sure. Oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's prize possession. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, you know, Trek and all aside, the other uh, crossover, I, um, I've been fascinated with the weather my entire life. So, you know, this was just kind of like, this is just some serendipity here. Um, so what, how did you become a weather person? How do you, how did you become a weather forecaster, a meteorologist, I should say? No, I love the storm story aspect of it because everyone has a storm story that gets them mm -hmm. into the weather. And mine was, I was in a tornado twice. Well, yeah, that'll uh, do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and in Michigan, it, we don't get Weird. a lot of tornadoes in Michigan, nope. let alone within the same five mile radius. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I was a kid, I was like five years old, I think. We were driving back at night. This is the early 2000s. My parents didn't have phones. And all of a sudden we get run into the storm. We've been seeing it coming in from the distance. And it hit and it was so raining so hard we could not drive safely so we pulled off to the side of the road well it turns out the tornado went right over the top of us when we got home and turned on the tv we're like uh mm, that's the overpass uh and i i thought it was cool i wasn't scared i was like that was awesome it was lights and color and wind and my mm -hmm. parents didn't think that was weird which i am eternally grateful for and they decided that hey if she wants to learn about the weather let's take her to go learn about the weather so i read every weather book all the libraries in town had i watched the weather channel for fun uh it was just i i grew up doing that and yeah. then eventually in in middle school eighth grade another tornado hit and this time it hit our house and oh, we right. went from a forest into an open prairie and yeah. thankfully it was just mostly the trees that were lost it was crazy and i thought it was so cool and after that i just went to college and now i'm here so <laughs> pretty easy I, I, you know from coincidence that you place. were born the same year twister came out i don't know is it? i know it's which crazy, is weird for right? me to say because i screened twister in a movie theater by the way i like as oh, an man. employee at the movie theater it was like my first oh, blockbuster God. yeah that was yeah three years after i graduated so you know there's there's oh, the yeah. difference between you and i no big <laughs> See, deal I'm one of those baby faced fans because I do yeah. podcasts and stuff with a couple of friends and you know, they're all they've been into Trek since Next Generation was on TV. And yeah. I'm sitting here like, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, this is this is my first new Star Trek. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we got the movies, like, right, though, but this is the first time we've had Trek on TV TV. That's exactly. awesome. Yeah, oh. when Discovery came out and they aired it on CBS, I was in my college dorm and I told my friends, none of you come in here. None of you text me. Oh, this I'm is, watching yeah, Star no, this Trek is, do not disturb. Live. 
blackout time, you know, I will exactly. block you all. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't care if we had an exam the next day. I'm going to watch Star Trek. I came home after, oh, it was early in the morning, maybe one closer to two o'clock after a Bleeding Eyes uh, Dungeons and Dragons session and uh, watched the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery about this nice. close to the TV because uh, my eyes were so tired and I needed to use the couch. Oh. <laughs> but I stuck it out. I was like, I'm not missing no Star Trek. Um, exactly. You just can't, you know, you just can't. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Twister, um, that was that 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 movie resonated a lot with me. Uh, I live in Arkansas. So, you know, we tornadoes nice. are regular for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, <laughs> you guys are, are like the, in the cusp of the Southeast and the Great Plains. You're right in that mm-hmm. middle area. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, Arkansas is uh, blessed with all pretty much all the kinds of topography that you could find uh, on this continent so we have we have oh, a lot gosh, of yeah. a lot of it um but the reason you know one of the things that, that drew me in early as a child was the wizard of oz like i've been yeah i mm-hmm. love that movie since i was a kid um mostly because it came on every year on tv you know something to watch around yeah. the holiday time right and then um and so of course tornado is kind of a big part of that story and uh, mm-hmm. being in um arkansas i have never seen a tornado Okay. I've never been in one. I've never seen one. I have seen the systems pass over uh, and have seen the aftermath of that um, because uh, there are two towns, uh, one east and one south, uh, Mayflower and um, Bologna, that uh, were both hit subsequently, you know, years apart. Uh, but not too, too many years apart. Uh, but I watched both those systems pass over my house. Uh, because <clears throat> because of the topography, um, as you we're at Conway uh, is located near the river Arkansas River, so we're in mm-hmm. a depressed river valley. But around us are the ridge of that valley, and so as those mm-hmm. systems pass over, it disrupts the pressure. And by the time they get back over toward the plains, that pressure is reequalized and. Here come the naders, as we say. It's fascinating. Yeah, yep. certainly. And not, like I've chased Arkansas and y'all have like everything from forested areas. Good use to of the word y'all areas. there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> picked that up. I picked it up from uh chasing because I like I chased the South and Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas and all that stuff. It's where all the interesting weather there. happens because pretty much in the north it's all just frozen. And lake effect at this point yeah well what kills me like i'm from michigan i love the snow we have had 3.3 inches of snow all season in that's Sioux not City. right <laughs> we have had two systems and that is it we are 15 inches behind actually no 19 inches behind normal that is crazy well last um, last winter last about well almost a year ago was the first time in, in my entire life um it snowed every season in arkansas I can't recall, uh, you know, other than one or two, and, and, you know, it's not always been a lot. And sometimes it's this kind of snow, that kind of snow, maybe just ice, but it, it got some kind of winter weather in central Arkansas. I should That's say. crazy. Uh, and then this last four years before last year, that would had been four years since we had had any winter weather. Um, and that's disturbing. That's a disturbing thing to note. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you photos for your fuzzy search and allowing me to search for snow and yeah. <laughs> you know, do the filtering uh but yeah i was i was i was shocked and disheartened to see that um because yeah. we know why you know exactly and i'm hoping like maybe we'll start to see a bit of a correction here i mean it's as i'm turning blurry for no good reason yeah i know uh, the camera the camera lost you come it, on it camera you can do it uh, uh. 
there you are. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm hoping, I just want more snow. I think snow yep. just makes the world a more beautiful place. It does, it does. The So, you know, there's a lot of, when it, when it comes to snow, no one believed me when I was young that I could smell the snow. Like, you can Ooh. smell the weather if you're oh, yeah. tuned in, you know, like, smells like, smells like snow. They're like, you can't smell snow. And I'm like, wait, we're not coming to school tomorrow. I promise you. <laughs> And, you can smell uh, the moisture and everything. Yep. Some of us can, just like those of us that could hear when the TVs were on and the lights were loud. You know, I think it exactly. all falls into that same vein. Um, and uh, but yeah, you know, but when it is snowing, and the it's like it's like you know when everybody was on lockdown and you go outside and it's quiet, but when it's that because everybody's inside because it's snowing and nobody's really going mm -hmm. anywhere, and you can just that quietness and the, you hear the it's snowfall so like it's oh great, isn't oh. it like. And yeah, literal white noise. Exactly. And what's amazing is every single snowflake acts as a piece of insulation from yep. the sound. And so it, it'll take in the sound waves and it'll muffle them. So it is the most calm you can have out there. Nature's in the world active as noise today. cancellation. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's no, it's a, it's a really, uh, as someone who has like sensory overload issues, it's nice to be in that mm -hmm. kind of a calming thing, you know, and one of these, maybe if it snows this year, I'll get to go outside and use my news, my noise canceling, uh, or not headphones, but I have noise canceling earplugs that Ooh. drop the, drop the ambient volume by 18 decibels without blocking your ability to hear a conversation. Um, Dang. I work in a very popular fruit stand. It gets loud and bright in there. And uh, uh, yeah. so that helps a lot. That helps a lot um, nice. to, uh, to drop it. But it's kind of that, it, it gives that same sense of being out in a nice fresh snow. And, you know, it's kind Definitely. of Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, and then the other thing now, knowing that you are from Michigan and only Arkansans seem to know this because I, I guess it's more of a point of pride for us than it is for y'all. But, um, Arkansas considers Michigan its sister state. There's a star on our flag for y'all. Um, we were admitted to the union su uh, subsequently. Like we were 25 and you're 26. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but like the same year and real close together. Uh, so we're taught that in Arkansas history. I don't think Michigan cares. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, occasionally, you know, they might bring it up uh, the public school system, not necessarily, but in research, you can. Some, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's you know, not to not to make too big a deal out of the fact that we have a star on our flag for y'all because we have a star on our flag for the Confederacy too. So well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. repurpose them they're just general yeah. stars yeah. i mean I, I i i like knowing the symbology behind it but it's also like yeah. oh, that's a mm. it's fascinating the history of it everything the way that history is woven into design and vice versa is so cool to me and it's you know it is it is and you know um i was just thinking about something silly today uh the the impact that muscle memory has or, or sense memory has on on something um as i was trying to explain to my wife the other day i got a you know an nes classic uh game system and it makes a difference because i've got another retro gaming system but it has like a playstation shaped controller um which isn't that sense memory right so i sat down with right. mario brothers and that square old you know clumsy little nintendo controller but the mm -hmm. sense memory of that allowed me to play that game that I hadn't played in 30 odd years like I was just sat down to it because the physics were right the the it all clicked into that you know zone right and it was such an interesting experience because like 
if you'd asked me, was that a warp zone? I wouldn't have been able to tell you, but my muscles knew that that's where I could zop down and do a thing, right? Yeah. So weird. But I was thinking about that on the way back um, this morning from uh, from therapy. And, um, you know, like the whole, I don't even know why salute. It was all about a salute or something. But, you know, the the idea behind that is that it used to, it came from raising your visor so that you could be recognized face to face as, you know, in combat. Um, but the idea of it, you know, we never stopped doing it because like at some point it was just muscle memory to, oh, I don't not wear an advisor anymore, but you just keep doing yeah. it, right? And it becomes the thing. And I was like, man, people are weird. Humans are yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it leads to some amazing things in this universe. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, you know, um, that's 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 how that's how my brain works. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, but okay, so back to meteorology. You were in a couple of tornadoes that got your interest and your parents thankfully fed that for you. And so what, what's involved in becoming a meteorologist? So do you, I mean, is there, you go to school? I mean, obviously you got to go to school. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of science. Uh, mostly, good? well, you'll find a lot of meteorologists are people who have been interested in it from a very young age. They had a storm encounter, a storm story of their own, and that drove them to want to study it. And then a lot of times people feel like, oh, I can go to Oklahoma University or I could, uh, OU or Penn State University and stuff like that. And you don't really have to. There's a lot of colleges out there that have meteorology programs. And so I went to Valparaiso University in Northwest Indiana. It was close oh, to wow. home. It was near the lakes. So I could study lake effect snow. And it was far <laughs> enough west that you got good tornadoes. So I, I did that for four years. And I studied math. I'm one, one math class away from a math minor. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Like, no more <laughs> math. No, no. Calc 1, Calc 2, Calc 3, differential equations, partial differential equations, linear matrices and equations like all this stuff just to give you guys the forecast and people don't right. realize that which is nuts mm-hmm. uh had to do physics that's that's like my big thing that i took away from it is i i'm awful at physics i got a d plus in physics and i'm still here with a degree in meteorology i took what i needed and i left the rest behind. <laughs> look at you lens refraction or <laughs> refraction it's just i hated it and then oh, of course wow. all the meteorology classes you got introduction to meteorology severe storm predictions and now casting atmospheric dynamics thermodynamics mesoscale synoptic scale all these classes just to be able to tell people majority of the time if it's going to be sunny and cold or sunny and warm and occasionally we get those severe weather events where we actually try to help save lives that's the exciting stuff (laughs) exactly and that's why i wanted to do it is because i this my personality fits well with it and the broadcast side of things and i love the weather so being able to help people whether it's telling them to get a jacket on before they head out the house to prevent a minor inconvenience or tell them if a tornado's on the way and they need to seek shelter and potentially help save lives like that was very appealing to me so that's uh i finished the four years and then i got a job out here in sea city that's awesome that is cool um yeah i i you know i think uh of course just like anything uh the more we learn the more we have to learn um but i think there's still a lot of that holdover ideology of quote unquote the weather girl um who's just reading Mm -hmm. the weather uh, and then that, you know, we've been told for so long that meteorology is so much guesswork and not real science, but it's actually not. Um, I mean, there is, it's called weather patterns for a reason. I mean, patterns exactly. right there in the name. And just like in any pattern, there's disruption, um, mm-hmm. you know, but for the, for the most part, you know, it's not, um, you guys get it right more than wrong, I think. Exactly. Uh, like yeah. And it, 
it's one of those things where like, it, you know, the old saying, oh, you can be wrong 50% of the time, still keep your job. Yeah, in the 60s, yeah. we we have yeah. computers and satellites now right. that we I can I don't think use. people understand how much computing power goes into these predictive models. Exactly. Um, you know. Some guy on Twitter today or uh, yesterday, he was like, hey, you know, uh, computer models are going to take over your job and you're going to become obsolete. I'm like, did you realize meteorologists are the ones programming the models? Yeah. Right? Who's, yeah. Who makes them? Who makes the models, dude? Exactly. It's not just an AI computer who's like, oh, I think I can play God with the weather. Like, no, yet. we tell it not what yet. to think. Yeah. Exactly. We haven't yet. programmed them enough yet. We will. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you wonder why the forecast is still wrong. It's because the computers aren't right either. <laughs> like it's almost like there's humans involved somewhere. Exactly. But, now so the only thing I, that's going to yeah. take away your job is Ryza. Exactly. With all yeah. of its controlled weather, you know. Exactly. And then the weather still there's going to be something, yeah, or the matrix, right? Yeah. yeah just have a whole weather control <laughs> matrix because that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, it 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 just boggles my mind, you know, how in this day and age, how I feel. Maybe maybe I'm the one who's behind the times, but I feel like still there's the stigma and disrespect for your field of of work. And yeah. I, you know, I guess it takes a weatherhead to kind of understand that there's more to it than just man. I don't know. It might rain today. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It takes the uh, torture of four years of college. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, that and you know that one last math class that you just can't bring yourself to take. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, I've, I have quote read the weather. I, I, uh, you know, I was, I had the good fortune in, um, in high school, uh, last year and a half, I was in high school, first little bit of college. Um, I was a disc jockey at my hometown radio station. I got to play, I had to play records and hang out, you know, uh, make well above minimum wage for the time and spend half my time playing, uh, uh, just playing commercials for Cardinals baseball. So that was nice. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, but you know, part of that was reading the weather. And sometimes that was, uh, yeah, it's uh, sunny and clear here at the KVM <laughs> studio. You know, looks like the it's temperature is about blah, 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 blah. And, uh, that it's was all it was. <laughs> yeah, it's comfortable out. How do you feel? Don't call and tell me how the weather is at your place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> you just kind of, it's like any other information you go with the best that you have and you do better when you know better. Right. Exactly. And the, the farther along in time we get, the more weather data we'll have to work with. Like for Sioux City, for example, we have data ranging back to the 1880s and mm-hmm. that's it. We have mm-hmm. just over a hundred years worth of data, 150 years worth of data to talk about. And when you're talking the, the weather, history. that's just a little bit. Exactly. Like the history of the earth, there's always been weather. So oh, I don't even want to oh. put the context of a hundred or, or 150 years into the context of the life of the earth. That's like, it's, it's inconceivably small. Exactly. Time, so you know? we just need more data and we're, yeah. we're, we're doing the best with what we have while we have it. Well, and you know, we haven't been able, uh, you know, like you said, back in the sixties, um, back in the sixties, we didn't have a sky full of weather satellites either, you know, and, exactly, and yeah. an entire picture of the weather of the earth at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't just know your weather or my weather we know the climate of the planet at any given moment and how you know just how long 20 years ago would we have known that about that uh volcano that erupted down in the south pacific uh with enough time to know that it might cause tsunamis and have those warnings you know i mean that's not directly the weather but it's gonna have an effect and that's stuff that helps you do your job better Right. Our atmospheric weather sensors actually picked up a shift in pressure and wind really? uh, with the shock wave. Yeah. yeah. So you it's like say. everything's tied together. <laughs> you know, t- 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 kind of like 
that shockwave, um, one of the, it, it reminds me of one of the things that, that made sense, but didn't quite, I didn't quite calculate ahead of time. I was, um, you know, my wife insisted uh, that I be at the final shuttle launch. So uh, I don't nice. know who she had to put in the ground to make it happen, but I don't ask questions. I just stood there and enjoyed yeah. <laughs> it. Um, but watching that launch, like after those rockets ignite, you know, and I mean, it goes up a lot faster than you think it does. I didn't realize how much they use slow motion on TV. Uh, but yeah. man, I mean, a rocket going off is going off, let me tell you. Uh, but the the visible shockwave of energy coming from that ignition, you don't see that on TV. Okay. And when you see it from three miles out and you're like, it's coming this way, you know, and then you oh, feel yeah. it. And even three miles out, it still, you know, has an effect on you. I can't imagine a volcano erupting under the ocean would have any impact oh, yeah. on the pressure systems. Well, the planet. And even a supercell thunderstorm, that's one of my favorite things to do is chase tornadoes and chase oh, severe yeah. storms. For the scientific part of it, it's incredible. But when you're standing next to the storm, just outside of it, and you're looking, that storm has the same power, roughly, of five atomic bombs. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the raw power you're looking at. And you can hear, if the storm mm -hmm. is strong enough and you're in the right spot, the wind going into the storm. Not coming mm -hmm. out, but going in. And it's mm -hmm. coming in at your back, and it whistles through the telephone I was going to say, it whistles. It doesn't whoosh. Oh, cool. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a... Yeah, if you hear the wind whistling... Little... <laughs> It, it makes your your skin crawl. It's oh, yeah. so yeah. cool. It's like, so, and yeah, just, and then there's, there's literally electricity in the air and you can feel it. And, it, you know, people yeah. make fun of us all the time. You get it. Like, you know, oh, yeah, them dang old yokels go out on their porch and watch them throw an Yeah, we do because it's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's going to happen. That's the thing that I, the way I look at it is. It's if it's going to hit my house, it's going to hit my house whether I'm inside or not. Exactly. You, if you <laughs> Might enjoy the ride the better if I'm not crushed under a bathtub. <laughs> There you go. Like if, if, if you're going to go, if there's a storm, you might as well see it. And then if it gets close enough, then, you know, you need to take shelter. Like, if you don't, you know, <laughs> but thinking like, about I it, love... it would likely suck the air out of you and you wouldn't last long anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh I mean, my gosh. we're talking the about the wind sucked out of you. The debris is what gets me. It's just anything can turn into a weapon. Yep. Straw can turn into a projectile that could go. Yeah, you see straw through sticking you. through the side of a barn. That's something. Mm -hmm. um, That's yeah. why tornadoes are scary to many people. Yep. Well, as long and, as you know like, more about the science, you, you're mostly safe. And it's, yeah, and it's, you know, it boils down to everything else. Use your good sense. Uh, if it feels unsafe, it's probably unsafe. Um, exactly. But also don't rob yourself of, of, of like that phenomenal experience. Like I have a high degree of confidence that I can safely look at this cell pass over my house because the patterns in the past have been that I can safely watch this pass. And, you know, you know, for me, I then think immediately about what it's about to go do and what that means for mm -hmm. my neighbors. But at the moment I can stand in awe of that and have, um, have a, a, an appreciation of it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, now this, the, you started this off with a, you know, a comment on Twitter. So I want to go ahead and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to grab that and I'm going to take a second here to let the listeners know that we're going to talk a little bit about sexual assault and sexual harassment. So if that is a content issue for you all listeners, 
um, go ahead and it's okay to, to stop listening now, or if you want to, to hear what we have to say, of course, we appreciate you sticking around. Uh, but we don't dig into the hard stuff without letting people know it's about to get hard. Um, and, but, the, but what you said was a comment on Twitter. Uh, you know, presumably, I, I would presume from a man uh, that, uh, you know, you're going to be replaced. Um, and I don't know that he would have made such a comment to a male meteorologist. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure those comments have been made in kind of a, you know, I'm better than you, bro. But, you know, it seems like it, it people are more uh, inclined to be misogynistic and dismissive uh, just because of that, um, or, or want to take a moment to attack you just because, right? Yeah. And so you're doing yeah, some work to kind uh, of get into that, aren't you? Oh, yes, I am. No, it's, uh, it's fascinating because, you know, I go into this industry and I'm like, I just want to help people. I want to talk about the weather. And that's, that's the story. That's it. And people think it's okay to start talking about your body or you only got the job because of your looks or, oh, I bet she slept with someone at the station to get that job. It's like, no, I actually have a degree in meteorology and I'm just as much a scientist as anyone else. And they're like, oh yeah, well, did you sleep with the professors then? It's like, no, sometimes people just do things because they want to and they do it without cheating, uh, let alone doing something like that. And like the thing that is is interesting is just that people think they're anonymous on the internet and they're not. There's things called IP addresses that can be traced to your house and your name and the other things that you've done on the internet. And that's one of those things that I really want to point out because I had a, I had a guy say he wanted to dismember me uh, over the ice cold poop TikTok. He said I ruined winter for him. Um, And so he was like threatening that. I mean, I keep an ax in my car just because I like the axe throwing. And I'm like, that's going to be a whole lot better than pulling out a can of mace. Like the, the fear mm. factor with that, pulling out an axe is going to do it. And it's just, you know. That's the most badass thing I have ever heard anyone <laughs> say about their personal. Listen, I'll fucking pull my axe and we're exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I mean, with, with storm chasing and stuff, sometimes you go to really weird rural areas. And it's like, no, I got this. It is full on in my front seat of my car. Not to say you can't be more practical, really. You can throw it, you can hack it. Um, You might need it in that scenario legitimately to dismember a tree or someone who thinks like a tree. Yeah, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta, like, if if there's a tornado, you gotta clear debris, right? So you can work ways to make it seem a little less obvious that you're using it for self defense. But, (laughs) like, it's comments like that that I'm just like, okay, I'm a young female. That doesn't bode well historically for assaults and stuff like mm-hmm. that there's a whole and ted like, talk out there about it from a friend of ours see exactly it's, it's such a prevalent thing and that's what's scary but uh, my particular thing that i want to take on is the harassing the female meteorologist in a sexual or even non-sexual way over the internet or in person or whatever it may be and comparing it to what the men face and i i read a psychological article or an article on psychology and such and it was called the harassment of uppity women. And it was about women who do not the irony in the to... title is not lost. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, you don't conform to the norms. And that's me to a T. And so I decided I wanted to talk about that. And I put out a call. I'm like, hey, if anyone's experienced this, 
I want to hear your story from the broadcast industry. And that's, that's my passion project at the moment. Wow. So that is uh, now where, where will that be platformed? Is that something your station's going to host? Um, yes, it's going to be uh, shared on my TV station. And then I'm going to share it on every platform I'm on just because oh, I want people to know, like uh, a I'll lot of times resharing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, but, of like, course, a lot yeah. of times people don't notice, like they don't see the comments that you get or the private messages that you get. Um, for instance, uh, and this one is particularly triggering to a lot of people. I've talked with two meteorologists who both both suffered pregnancy losses um, and in their time on air and one was in their second trimester and someone said um, you should be ashamed you haven't given your son or your husband a son uh, and wow you've really let yourself go and they didn't because she didn't announce she was pregnant so they were making fun of her being larger um, oh, which was upsetting and then there was another one where she was pregnant and someone said I hope your baby dies and then she had a miscarriage oh. um, you know people you, have that, to live with that shit y'all I'm just exactly. saying and that's something that male meteorologists can they don't have happen. Nope. Like it nope. just it, it it's horrifying but enlightening too because like yeah. these are stories that never get shared like these private messages that people don't see and I feel like if we talk about it as we talk about anything in this world salaries religion whatever as long as you talk about it in a civil way yep. you're going to bring attention to it and we can maybe change it. Yeah, I've been kind of thinking in a completely uh, less grievous and, you know, overall somewhat less impactful idea. And I'm often told we can't do X because it's retail, right? We can't, mm -hmm. we don't do things that way because it's retail. Well, you know, given the particular culture of the fruit stand I work for, that's not status quo has never been our our answer right mm -hmm. um so you can make you can affect these changes uh just because it's been that way doesn't mean it has to be that way and, and I, I just can't you know i can't wrap my head around um just the, the disparity between what you and your colleagues as as uh you know women meteorologists or or women media professionals mm -hmm. Uh, women in media uh, have to put up with that, that your male counterparts just don't, um, you know, and in a, in a, you know, a recent post to post it that you made about this project um, and the screenshots from, from people making comments about the appearance of your uh, physique, just to make those kinds of comments. And, you know, part of me is like, do they think that's a compliment or is that just mm -hmm. the game? Like, you know, and, and honestly, it's not worth my, yeah. the effort of thinking about it other than the psychology behind it is, I, I'm remiss to call it fascinating, but it is, it catches my attention because like, are oh, yeah. you doing this because you think it's good or are you doing this because you know it's bad, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you get a rise out of it? Like, yeah. how does it work? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, again, that, that, that answer, I don't think will enlighten us. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, because it's still going to happen. Uh, and, but in the, in an effort to try and like, be as gracious to a fellow person as possible, like, is there something wrong with you or did you just, are you just a dick? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, and like, there are some easy solutions that could be put into place where if people on their individual profiles, say on Twitter, they can ban tweets directed at them in their comment section or tagging them that have certain words on it, like sexy or this yep. and this, so that 
it will just say you cannot publish this. You included a term that this person is not comfortable with. Oh yeah, personal Simple filters would be nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like helpful. they can, they can still post whatever they want. Just they can't tag you, and that would do wonders for preventing yeah. all the mental stress that goes into it. That was the thing I was just about to land on. I mean, uh, it, you you probably heard me drop a few things to let you know that I definitely. Uh, work with mental uh, health issues. I'm a mental health advocate. I have my very own things that I have to, that I process. Um, and that's the other thing is that, you know, on one hand, you have to be strong enough um, uh, to, you know, Teflon enough to, to let it roll off, but, but mm-hmm. vigilant enough to not dismiss it. Exactly. Cause how exhausting you never know. is that though? How exhausting oh, is that, Katie? I mean, every, every day you go, you leave for work at an odd hour. You think uh, like for me, I'm right now on on my TV. I just finished the 2020 episode on uh, Jody Husenstrott or Husenstrott uh, from Mason City, and she was a morning TV anchor in her 20s. And one morning, she was attacked in her parking lot on her way to work, and she disappeared, and they haven't found her. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and they talk the, the they talk about all the violent crimes against women in the media, and how it was targeted harassment and targeted attacks and it really makes you worry like i've had thoughts even today i'm like am i do i really want to do this because doing a story like this i'm putting a target on my back yep yeah. simple as that and like i hadn't really thought of that until i started seeing the the story story about jody and it's like the do is my safety in jeopardy because i want to talk about this and the answer is yes yeah i was gonna say um, you have to assume that it is like a hundred percent you know? Exactly. And so, um, well, you just terrifying. let everyone know that your Uncle Dan down in Arkansas is a second degree black belt, a redneck, and his nanny has a place that's real pretty for your body. I'm they just do. saying, you know, yeah. I know a lot of Gen X friends. We don't ask questions. We just grab shovels. <laughs> See, there you go. That's the nice thing about the Star Trek community is they all have each other's back. Yep, yep. You show up with a a suspiciously body-shaped carpet and a shovel, and I'll just go get my shovel. Hmm, It's fine. Interesting. No big deal. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, you can't not take it like it's like it, there's already somebody there. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. So I don't want the audience to hear me try yeah. to scare you because oh, you're no, smart no. enough to already be scared. hundred percent. Yeah, no, we yeah. walk out and walk in with buddies at our station. Yeah, you have to. You um, have to. yeah. Like I said, I have an axe. I have a friend who has a knife. Another person who has concealed carry. Like we gotta protect ourselves. Not just because we're like women in the media, but just like the media in general. Yeah. There's so much going on, and sometimes local news gets mixed up with it, and it's just not safe. I hate yeah. to say it, but it's not safe. So, you know, just taking personal protective measures and hoping for the best, which isn't the and, greatest. <laughs> and still doing, but still, still being committed to doing something meaningful because you know you could just take as much heat as you've already going to get for just being a meteorologist, just being there. Uh, but mm-hmm. like you said, you you're actively trying to draw attention to a topic that needs it. Um, but also that unfortunately draws attention to yourself because you can't do this anonymously, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's going to be who's, who's talking about this. Who's who, what's the person who made this story, who published it. And that I've had a couple of people that I've interviewed who want to remain anonymous because they actively have stalkers and they right, talk about right, it right. as like that. You don't want to enrage them because they could become violent. Yeah. And it's just one of those sad truths of 
I'm just a scientist mm -hmm. telling you what kind of a jacket you need to wear. And if a tornado is coming your way, right. why right. am I mixed up in this? And for some reason we are, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I find myself often in kind of, in kind of that, that point of, um, you know, not realizing that you, you people look up to you, but they do, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you, you put yourself into a position where, um, you know, you are, uh, going to be an icon for other people mm -hmm. in your space. Um, and that's good. That's a good thing. Uh, and I want to applaud that, you know, you don't need my, you don't need my validation, but, um, oh. it's, you know, I think that, uh, just, just the courage to do it to, and the, and then, you know, it's like one of those things I'm sure once you get started, it's really hard to stop, you know, and you mm -hmm. kind of start peeling back the layers of the onion, see how far it goes, how far back it goes, what oh, a yeah. problem it's been. Um, and I can only imagine the exponential, uh, growth in this kind of behavior with the internet. Right. It's ridiculous. And even with COVID, uh, with people under lockdown, they think they have nothing to lose. They have all their time in the world spent on the Internet. It's like people need to know we can still track you. You're, yep. It's not as anonymous as you think. And that's the that's the part of my story is just not tracking any one particular person or anything. It's just saying, know that what you say can have repercussions. And that yep. is a warning. You can do with that information as you will. But just letting you know. Yeah, that's like uh, you know. Recently, there have there's been some uh, there's been some conscientious consumer uh, opportunities when it comes to who you might choose to get your streaming music from. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I have uh, the the means and the privilege to make a particular choice regarding that. Um, mm -hmm. And and but the thing with con conscientious consumerism is it isn't um, you know whether or not you feel bad because this person or that company did a thing a certain way. It's that knowing the choices that you make have an impact. Right. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And, yeah. And so that's kind of, that's kind of where you're at with the story. The choices that you're making to do this are going to have an impact. Right. Exactly. And everyone has a choice. There's the bystander effect where if you see this happening, you can call it out, but there's also the risk that they'll come after you. And so it's all these little nuanced things that I'm talking with psychologists about that determine how this has happened and why it's been allowed to happen for so long. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's just like harassment in any other, in any space. Um, it's, it's only the norm because it's not been called out, right? Mm -hmm. If it's exactly. been allowed to happen, it'll be continued to allow to happen. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the only way that, you know, you, the, the cockroaches scatter when you shine the light, you know, sunlight is the best disinfectant and um, it's not going to stop the, the people out there who are going to do this for whatever the reasons, like we said, either it gives them something uh, or they're just, they're not aware that it's bad. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen some folks get corrected and get corrected and, you know, yeah. that's encouraging. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to be told that that's not cool, man. Uh, but the, mm -hmm. you know, aside from, you know, your space in the, in the, in, in the media and, you know, this, this, uh, attention you get, this assault and this, this harassment you get as just being your job, doing your job, something as simple as like the, you know, stumbled into you the other day on the announcement for, uh, return to quantum leap. And you had yes. an excellent idea. Like I've been oh, telling yeah. everybody like what a great idea it was. I was like, because it, it, it latched into my, 
Princess Bride, uh, amazing stories vibe where it's like, you know, that's great. Like a grandpa telling his, his grandkid a story and she goes out and, and tries to find, and then some Jack has to come along and be like, well, what can it be his grandson? Well, that's the whole point exactly. because that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, well, I, I chose granddaughter because I want to play her. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Who we want to be <laughs> quietly auditioning here, you know? Um, oh, it was yeah. like so the other day, someone was like, okay, so if you were doing what you thought you would be doing when you were five, what would your job be? And I'd be like flying the space shuttle and being Captain Kirk's son, uh, you, <laughs> you know, uh, I would be and, being a meteorologist on television. <laughs> yeah. See, exactly. You knew, you knew. Um, yeah, I had some, I had some growth to go through realizing that not everybody gets to grow up and fly the space shuttle. So, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not, not that everybody gets to grow up and be a meteorologist, but I think there's probably more chances. Statistically, yes. <laughs> yeah, statistically, until until you know uh, we we seize the means of production and start building all the spaceships. There we go. <laughs> That's how you get to Star Trek, y'all. That's how you get to Star Trek. Well, Katie, um, wow, is there anything else that you would like to say? Oh, I know. I just appreciate anyone who's stuck with it and listened to the whole thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's always oh, my, yeah. that's always my big, great, uh, you know, my great big point of grace is that uh, you stuck it out this long. Thanks yeah. for, for <laughs> listening. Yeah. Right? And um, for anyone who was watching or listening, whatever you are doing or wherever you are, hopefully you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other thing, you know, to the, to the, the few folks who keep coming back each week and the, oh my gosh, I have, I have 13 patrons now. Nice. Thanks to those guys. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I love them all. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So just let everyone know uh, where they can find you then and keep up with you. Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all just weather underscore Katie. That's Perfect. where I am, or meteorologist Katie Nicolau. I pop up regardless. Uh, Nicolau's <laughs> just a little bit trickier to spell. Uh, and then I'm also on YouTube. I have a channel, So Many Random Fandoms, where I don't really talk about the weather all that much, although I do upload fandom forecasts where I give forecasts for different areas within fandoms. Like oh, that's amazing. So the meteorology, but for sci-fi nerd stuff. Exactly. That's so I do that. And do uh, my, my main thing right now I'm trying to do is uh, TikTok. So yeah, I'm weather yeah. underscore Katie there and I'm trying to get to 400,000 followers. I don't know crossed. if I follow you there. I'll have to go follow you there too. And that's where all yeah. the chaos happens. Oh yeah. No, I uh, spend way too much time scrolling TikTok as that dude randomly pops up and tells Same. me. <laughs> <laughs> You've been scrolling for what? Yeah. You should Shit. take a break. <laughs> yeah, you should too, buddy. Nope. We're just going to yeah. keep on scrolling. So, but oh man, thanks so much uh, for taking the time and making the time to be here and sharing uh, part of your story and just your time with me and the listeners. Uh, I much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, and thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, we'll circle back around to this after maybe some giant weather event in Arkansas or something. We'll totally. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to you and thanks to you listeners uh, for uh, sticking with us yet again for another episode. And uh, we will be back again next week. And so from here in Central Arkansas, we say good night. Bye. Wow. All right. Let me stop the recording. Sweet.